Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Leaning Tower of Cheese, a Packers podcast with the emphasis on NFC North teams as well. I'm your host, Lauren Leach, joined today by uh, my brothers, Rodney Leach and Andy Leach, and then uh, joined by Mark Allen, my co-host uh, for the other podcast we do, and Chris uh, down in Virginia Beach, who is a Bears fan. So welcome, guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having Woo! me. Welcome. Yeah. Good to be here. All right, so uh, we're doing a little bit of a pre-draft uh, news thing here, so we'll we'll get into it. We're going to go from worst to first in the NFC North, so we'll start with the three twelve in one Lions. So the Lions made some key offseason moves here. They were able to sign an offensive lineman, uh, hard to pronounce here, Halapulavati Vida. Um, they also signed some former Patriots. They're almost the Patriots of the Midwest here now with their uh, coach being a former Patriot guy. They signed Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, and then some also some other guys like Nick Williams, uh, quarterback Chase Daniel. Uh, Desmond Trufant, that was a key pickup for them after they traded away Darius, Darius Slay. They also signed J. Ron Curse, uh, Reggie Ragland, and Geronimo Allison, among some other low-key pickups here. Um, they also traded for Deron Harmon. They traded a late round draft pick to New England. So there's another New England guy coming over. They lost, uh, obviously, Darius Slay that we mentioned before. Graham Gla- Glasgow, a guard. That's a huge loss. Uh, Jeff Driscoll as a quarterback. J.D. McKiss- McKissick as a running back. Ashawn Robinson, a defensive lineman. And then Logan Thomas as a tight end. And then they lost some other, other guys uh, as well. Snacks Harrison and uh, Jermaine Karras, who is still unsigned. Um, Mike Daniels is also a potential guy that will be leaving there. Tavon Wilson, a safety. So they have some needs, especially on defense, it would appear. The Lions will have picks 3, 35, 67, 109, 149, 172, and 182. Their needs are defensive back, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, edge linebacker, edge rusher, linebacker, wide receiver, and safety. So this is a team that has a um, newer head coach hoping to make that next step. So they have a high draft pick. They're starting with pick number three. To me, their biggest need will be defensive back with uh, all the guys that they lost on the back end there. And to me, I wouldn't be surprised if they would trade back to try to get Jeff Akuda or Henderson. They could stay at three and get Akuda. I don't think they'll do that. I don't think he's rated as highly. So um, they'll either get him or trade back, and Henderson could be their fall guy. Wouldn't be shocked if they went after an offensive lineman if they traded back as well. Guys, what are your uh, thoughts on that? I guess I'll go first here. Um, you know, uh, Jeff Akuda. They, they're saying that he's probably um, probably going to pick him up at the third pick, but I, I definitely see Detroit uh, going back. Um, I think they could actually go with the Chargers. Um, the Chargers, I believe, want to move up and try to get a hold of Miami so that they can uh, pick their quarterback that they want. So Detroit could actually stack up uh, – um, some draft picks. That's kind of my my feeling. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lions go for a quarterback. Um, 
you know, how much more can they get out of Matthew Stafford? Um, we'll see where we'll see where that goes. But I can see uh, Stafford going to like uh, San Diego. I can't see them hanging on to Tyron Taylor. I saw some rumors that the uh, Lions actually might like Henderson better than Akuda. So um, there's some people that are saying, you know, don't call it crazy if they would pick Henderson over Akuda. So um, ultimately, I could see them most likely trading down. But um, some people have said some, a lot of scouts lately have said Henderson is, they, they like him a lot better than Akuda. So with the Lions, you never know. They they could just put, if they like Henderson better they I could see him taking him at three potentially as he's been getting a lot of buzz lately in in the, this last week and a half here so we'll see what happens on draft night though. Well, if I'm going to be real, I think uh, Joey Harrington and uh, Broderick Thomas love a shot of the team. Um, I think that T.J. Lang was a big miss, and um, hopefully Barry Sanders has got one more year. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he probably, he probably could go one more year, yeah. Yeah, I, I think most likely I just got a feeling they're going to trade down. I just don't think at three you're going to take a defensive back. I think you can find a trade partner to come up, either take a quarterback or, or someone else that's valuable up there. So I think they I think they trade back and look at defensive back later on in the round. Uh, if they don't improve, that'll be the end of the coach and the general manager there. I think this this is the year they got to do it, or otherwise, bye bye coach and and the general manager. Hopefully, they stick yeah, it's probably, it's probably true. Um, so they need a they need a quite a bit of help. Obviously, drafting number three, they didn't have a great season. They lost some key guys there, so. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but they have some ammo to kind of move around and pick up some key guys up in the in the draft. So let's see, they could be an interesting team, and the draft could really start with them at three. You know, with Darius Slay leaving like he did, and he was disgruntled, and he ended up going to Philadelphia. Um, I just can't see them replacing him with another quarterback, cornerback. So. It'll be interesting. I, I definitely think Detroit will move down and try to pick up some more draft picks. That's my that's my uh, my forecast. They had a big pickup there to almost replace Darius Slay. Darius Slay is obviously one of the best cornerbacks in the league, but Desmond Trufant was a huge signing there that'll help them help replace that. So if they could get a, a guy to you know, learn from them and contribute right away, I think that will definitely help the loss of Darius Slay. Yeah, that was an interesting sign. I don't know how how many more good years Trufant has left in him, so we'll see how he does in that system, but interesting to see how it works out there. Did Chris get disconnected? Uh, some family things to be tied up with. Okay. Um... I guess one thing to be thankful is that Detroit is in our division. How's that sound? <laughs> uh, who who could be scared of a blue lion? Really? Change your colors to a lion's colors and you probably would improve. <laughs> I've always said that. Roar. 
All right. So um, is Chris going to be back anytime soon, or should we proceed without him? Proceed, proceed, proceed. All right. All right, so unfortunately we lost Chris there, but we'll move on with the Bears, their key offseason moves. The big one, they traded for Nick Foles to give some competition out there to Trubisky. We'll see how that works out from them. They also signed tight end Demetrius Harris, uh, defensive back Trey Robertson, edge Robert Quinn, tight end Jimmy Graham, cornerback Artie Burns, offensive lineman Jermaine Effetti, Roy Robertson Harris, which is a defensive end, Sherrick McManus, the defensive back, and Jason Spriggs for big pickups there. Um, they also were able to resign Irving, Danny Ethan, Devon Bush, Brent Urban, close to resigning DeAndre Houston Carson, who's a safety for them. They lost they lost backer Aha Clinton Dix. Defensive tackle Nick Williams to the Lions there. And so is Daniel. Uh, Prince of Makam, which is gone. Taylor Gabriel, wide receiver. Floyd, they ended up uh, ending the game who was next. Burton, they recently released as well. Uh, they will have picks 43, 50, 193, 196, 200, 226, and 233 draft. Their needs are offensive lineman, wide receiver, running back, edge rusher, safety, tight end, quarterback. What are your predictions for the Bears to the draft? They missed Jay. <laughs> we do too, as Packer fans. Yes, we miss him a lot. He was a, he was our greatest Packer on that side of the border. Uh, being a pick forty three, their first pick at pick forty three really hurts the Bears. That hurts them a lot. I hope they're enjoying giving up that first round draft pick, you know, to the Raiders. Uh, they further um, years ago that first round deal to lose, but since they didn't and had the double doink and obviously didn't have a great year last year, you're right, Mark. That's definitely going to hurt them a little bit. But I don't mind giving up the first round pick if they're able to go further with Khalil Mack there two years ago. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth a first anymore. Well, maybe, you know, that's hard to say. But it sure would be nice to have a first round draft pick there, and that's gonna that's gonna hurt them a little bit there. So they're gonna have to pick wisely through the draft. Yeah, the first round pick I think is gonna hurt, especially with this year's draft being. Uh, I've heard just you know really really deep draft, so um, we'll see what they do at, at pick two. I can see it maybe potentially uh, trying to move up a little bit. Um, and then possibly moving back down, or, or just because they don't have the first round with it being a deep draft, maybe they end up just piling up a lot more picks and moving down a little bit in the second round there. But um, interesting to see if they do a QB, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was surprised no. that they traded for Nick Foles just because, you know, you, you invested in Trubisky so much to – him at this point, which he did struggle a little bit last year, but he had an okay year as a rookie. I was uh, surprised that they would make that move, but obviously they're bringing him in for competition and 
competition can only you know the best in you. So we'll see what happens there. Well, that's good competition, you know. <laughs> He's a damn good quarterback. Um, they might have to swallow the swallow the pill on Trubisky. Um, um, they're going to have to try to coach him to make him better. Thank God they didn't grab Mahomes when they had the chance when they were in the draft a couple years back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Foles does there for sure just because uh, there's also that connection from – his days back in Philly with D. Filippo there now, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the offense is run there and uh, what kind of impact uh, the connection between D. Filippo and him have uh, going this year at the Bears. But um, yeah, kind of interesting trade they made to get up a fourth for him. Um, just because if you look back with his contract not being great, you look back at uh, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler who. Um, uh, they, they have, um, who was it? The Texans had to go for like a second round pick to the Browns to take his contract or something like that. So, uh, for the Bears, just to straight up give him like a fourth round pick, um, a little surprising there, but again, we'll see what happens. And another thing to check in on is the connection with how D. Flipple is going to be there with him, like he was in Philly. That's a great point, Andy. Maybe that gives him a little bit of an edge going into the battle. Um, with being familiar with the offense, you know, that's huge. And with Trubisky having to lose maybe another off, that could be a like Foles. I, I don't know if that's the uh, resources that I did Trubisky, I would be making that move. But at the same time, they do, do need to have a little bit better play position. Yes, they do. That was their downfall last year. And a young running back with Montgomery, um, you know, he's going to have another year under under his belt, so that should help. I think that pickup for Robert Quinn from Dallas, I think that will help them too. So to the draft, my prediction is, you know, they still have 50, granted they're 43, but they still have two picks at the end of the draft. They can get good talent at um, I think they're going to go offline uh, picks for sure. I think to pr- protect either – so I think they'll, they'll go early. Yeah, I agree with you there. It would also help the running game there. They couldn't get that running game going last year too. So an offensive lineman probably would be a good pick there out of one of those. All right, so let's get into the Minnesota Vikings then. They were 10-6. and six. They lost in the NFC Divisional round after that controversial win over the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. They were able to sign defensive tackle Michael Pierce, and that's a, that's a big boy to have up front there. They also signed defensive end Anthony Zettel and wide receiver Tajay Sharp. They re-signed safety Anthony Harris. Right tackle Rashad Hill, kicker Dan Bailey, punter Britton Colquitt, uh, backup cornerback Sean Mannion, Dakota Dozier, Amir Abdullah, Brett Jones, CJ Ham, Eric Wilson, and the extended quarterback Kirk Cousins. 
They did have some big losses, though. They lost wide receiver Stefan Diggs, who they traded to the Buffalo Bills. They were able to get a nice package back for him, though, so we'll see how they're able to use that going forward. They also lost defensive tackle Linville Joseph, cornerback Trey Waynes, defensive end Everson Griffin, Josh Klein, an offensive lineman, uh, Xavier Rhodes, a cornerback, Andrew Sandejo, a safety, Mackenzie Alexander, who is a cornerback, Laquan Treadwell, a former first-round wide receiver, Jaron Curse, a safety for them, and some other guys as well. Um, Andy, we'll get your thoughts on the Vikings here and see what they they did in the offseason. How are you feeling about it? Um, I, I think they did okay. Like you said, there's a lot of big losses. Um, they they signed up a lot of a lot of depth depth though. So. Um, and for really cheap deals, I know going into the season, they they were, like, I think negative $8 million in the cap. So, um, so the Kirk Cousins extension kind of gave them about, I think, about $10 million in cap savings for this year. So, um, plus they needed to kind of do something. He had a pretty good year last year, so uh, um, I was okay with that. But. Um, big thing, um, their special team stays intact, so it's been an issue for years. And uh, Colquitt and Bailey are worked really good together, so it's good to see that they kept that intact um, after having a lot of years with bad special teams. So, uh, but a lot of good depth signings, a lot of minimum signings. So, um, Taze Sharp was really good uh, for the Titans when they used them. So, we'll see how he does in this offense here. And they got him for cheap, so. Um, it's kind of disappointing to see Stefan Diggs go, um, but if a guy's not wanting to be there because of the way the offense is run and the offense has been improving, um, I mean, ultimately you got to try to get something for him. And um, I think they got a pretty good deal with the, with the Bills there, um, with all the picks they got. Plus, um, they got, I believe, a fourth round pick next year as well. So it's a good handful especially when you compare like the, the Hopkins trade this year and, and other uh, trades that you've seen. So um, Michael Pierce, um, really, really big boy, as you mentioned, um, excellent at stuffing the run. So he's going to help out the linebackers a lot there. Um, they needed someone's their, their run stopping game has been not great as of late the last year and a half too. So um, we'll see what happens, though. Overall, like you said, there's a lot of losses, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you, you see Everson Griffin going. There's a chance he might come back. He he did say goodbye, but he has said that there hasn't been a ruling out that he won't say never to come back. But um, but lots of people gone. That, that secondary, um, they need to get rid of Xavier Rhodes as much as I wanted it. You know, maybe to see him restructure and see if they'd keep him for another year. He just the, the play he had the last two years has been awful. Same with Linville Joseph. Um, but their defensive backs, I was hoping they'd keep hopefully Mackenzie Alexander, but um, him and Trey Waynes end up going to the Bengals. So that's kind of interesting. Um, there are some rumors that Mackenzie Alexander. Um, possibly didn't want to come back because he played in that week 17 game that didn't pan out to be anything versus the, I think it was the bears last year and he got injured. So um, there's maybe some regrets for them playing him, but, um, but I think they'll from all the losses you see, I think they'll get a decent amount of comp picks next year 
Um, especially, you know, the Carolina Panthers signed Stefan Weatherly as well. So um, lots of losses, but um, I will see what happens here. And um, I know there's a lot of rumors going forward here too. So um, we'll see what happens, especially with that franchise tag of Anthony Harris, because they've talked about moving him. They've now talked about signing him long-term. So we'll see what happens with him there, but lots, lots of moves. That's for sure. Obviously, Stefan Diggs was the big name there. There was multiple, but he was the biggest name there. So people are thinking wide receiver is a need. They did sign Tajay Sharp, as we mentioned. But also, you start looking at the losses on the defense. Linville Joseph, Trey Waynes, Everson Griffin, Xavier Rhodes, Andrew Sandejo, Mackenzie Alexander. Those were key contributors to your team in the past few years. How do you think going forward that they'll be able to restructure the defense and stay competitive? Well, I think they'll be fine at defensive end. Um, Effetti Adenable, um, he had, I believe, about seven sacks last year, and he was in a very reserved role. So um, I think that's why they're kind of they, – they still, I think, are pondering about resigning Everson Griffin. So um, who knows what will happen with that. But he, he's a guy who I think can easily come in and, and replace him um, if needed, if that's the way it works out. Um, defensive back is definitely something they're going to target in the draft. I expect them probably within the first uh, four rounds that they'll probably get two defensive backs here. Um, they do have some younger guys as far as defensive backs goes that have played a little bit. So, um, But, again, I, I do think going in the draft here that they'll probably pick up at least a couple in the first four rounds. So, um but as far as the depth goes, just replacing like those defensive backs. Um, Holton Hill is a guy who's gotten some action from time to time. So um, he was pretty good at Texas back in his time, and he was an undrafted free agent because of uh, um, he had some issues off the field and that. But he's a guy who I could see stepping into a starting role for him, um, as well as probably some uh, at least a draft pick, maybe two. But um, as far as that goes, that the uh, um, defensive line, um, I, I can see him drafting an inside um, defensive lineman as well to help replace Joseph. They kind of already did that with the Pierce signing as well. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm not too worried about the defense. Uh, you got a good defensive mind head coach, so uh, his scheme's usually pretty good. They they got a good defensive line coach in Andre Patterson, so um, so. They'll be able to, I think, with the depth being as good as it is in the draft here, I, I think they'll be able to replace them. But definitely um, the defensive back is definitely in the defensive area that they're going to be drafting early. How do you feel about the extension with Kirk Cousins? He's been a guy who's been good but not great, and they've given a, a lot of money to him to, to play good. Um, but that may have cost you Stefan Diggs and others. So how do you feel about them extending Kirk Cousins? Well, he had a really good year last year, and going into the last year of his deal, um, you, you had to kind of do something. Um, I mean, not too many quarterbacks that I can think of off the top of my head are going to be free agents soon. And so in this way, it's – it was a good extension, I think, for multiple reasons. One, it gave him cap room to do stuff this year. Um, but it gives you some certainty that you're going to have, you know, uh, a good quarterback going forward if needed. But a big thing with the extension as well is it lifted his no-trade clause too. So 
say if they end up drafting maybe a quarterback in the second or third round, maybe, you know, a Jalen Hurts or or someone, or they just find a different answer. Um, or, you know, there's been talks about, and I know these are rumors, so who knows how truthful they are, but um, there's been talks that Deshaun Watson kind of wants out of Houston now. So um, some people have linked maybe trading Kirk for Deshaun Watson and, like, you know, maybe adding some picks in there too. Um, but it gives them some familiarity with the quarterback situation. So they're locked in for a couple more years if needed. And like I said, the offense that they ran last year, he, he played really good. So his numbers were really good and, and we'll see what happens. But overall, uh, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, at first when they did, I was a little uncertain, but knowing that the terms that's now they, they can trade him if they desire to, um, that's a good thing. Just it gives them more options and, but, you know, with Kirk, he, he knows the, the system now going forward for the most part. Kubiak's coming in as the OC officially, so um, he'll be able to add a little bit more of his stuff too, but he's a lot familiar with that West Coast offense stuff. So um, overall, I think it was a good extension and um, something they needed to do. Don't you think uh, if they were able to look at a trade for him, that would be a little difficult though and they would have to eat a bunch of money? Uh, it depends on the team, you know, it, it could be where they potentially do, but uh, depends on, you know, who they're trading him to, if they end up doing that, um, what their cap situation's like. Um, so it, it all depends and the, potentially they might have to eat some of this cap, but um, it, it all depends, I guess, on who's involved with the trade and, and the team going through and how their cap situation is. So, but um, but like I said, that is something that opens the door for him. Unlike before going to what would have been his last year this year on that contract, he had a full no trade clause, so they couldn't move him if they wanted to. Good thoughts there. Appreciate it. Um, they do have uh, a boatload of picks here, especially in their first four rounds. They are, they will be picking 22nd overall, 25th overall, 58th, 89th, 105, 132-155. 201, 205, 219, and 249. Their biggest needs are cornerback, wide receiver, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, and safety. Where do you see them going in the first four rounds? Um, first four rounds, definitely, like I said, um, I would probably say they're probably going to pick up a couple corners here or defensive backs in general because sometimes those safeties can move the corners and those corners can go to safety and be versatile. So, um, I would say in the first four rounds, they'll probably pick up two two defensive backs at least, um, especially at the first round if they stay put. Um, probably with having that extra first-round pick this year from Buffalo, uh, my prediction is that they're going to go um, cornerback and offense alignment with those two picks. Um, ideally, I would mind, wouldn't mind them seeing trading one of those picks down and getting more depth, like I said earlier. Um, from what I've heard, this is a really deep draft class and maybe that's just cause I'm paying more attention to it this year, a little bit more than others, just because of the whole pandemic going on. But, um, but they, they do have a lot of, a, a couple more holes to fill this year than normal from all those losses they had. But, um, but yeah, I, I definitely see them doing that. Uh, a couple offense alignment I like, um, as far as, um, the draft goes 
that they could target. Josh Jones out of Houston is a pretty good one, I see. So um, maybe Tristan Wirfs from Iowa drops down to him. And uh, they could then – I mean, it's going to depend on how the board shakes out to him. But, um, like I said, offensive alignment and cornerback are probably going to be the first two picks, would be my guess. Um, wide receiver has been said to be a, an extremely deep draft class. So I could see them targeting – a couple of them either in the second or third round as well there, but um, lot, lots of choices here. And like I said, maybe take a pick and, and try to get as much depth as you can. Cause I think this is a really good draft class. I think you're onto something there. I think you've been doing your research there. So good thoughts again. Um, I have them going defensive back and wide receiver in the first, I could see them going offensive lineman as well. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of wide receivers up there that are going to be very intriguing for them. Uh, Rodney and Mark, where do you see the Vikings going here? Hey, what about the rumor that came out Friday that the Giants are trying to throw a, a wrench in the uh, in the fix here that they uh, made a call about uh, Odell Beckham um, being traded uh, from Cleveland for a second and a fifth round pick. And it sounds like it's coming out of New York, like the Vikings actually made a call to New York and was asking for some kind of advice. And apparently that got leaked out, and that's why that rumor was out last Friday. What do you think about that, Drew, about uh, about getting Beckham up there in Minnesota? Um, I I wouldn't mind the move. Um, the It's interesting. Every single person has basically said it's, it's completely false, so I'm not sure where that guy from New York – uh, from that talk show brought that up. Um, well, I was, everyone has said it's false, so I'm assuming, you know, who knows because you never want to say something's true at all, but all parties involved and every single person saying it's, they've never even talked about it. Um, but, yeah, the the rumor was that it would be for not this – and no picks this year. It would be a future – like a, probably next year's second and next year fifth round pick. So um, I wouldn't mind it. Uh, it gives them a star potentially to – to work some people have said with the rumor um you gotta see how much of a diva he might be just because he did have a couple sins in new york so um and cleveland so i know there's rumors that he's upset with baker mayfield so uh but yeah it's interesting um it's something i would like to see if if they were able to pull something like that off i know there's been huge rumors as well as that they've talked multiple times and this has been confirmed um, with the Redskins about um, Trent Williams. So, um, you know, they could end up picking up Trent Williams potentially. I don't know what that would cost them. And then they'd have to pay him eventually. But um, that would be an interesting wrench in their plans just because um, they either have to, would have to then try to probably trade um, Anthony Harris, who's on that franchise tag, and get something for him. Or they would have to try to get rid of Riley Reef or cut Riley Reef because I think they can do that post June 1st and save about 8 million in cap there. Um, or they could just try to move Riley to, to guard. And um, a lot of people are saying that's probably, uh, I think Mike Tice said today, that's probably his best position going forward for the rest of his career is probably at guard somewhere. So um, that's another interesting rumor to, to see. And it could pick up here going towards draft day. Too. Did you say Mike Tice? Yeah. What is he doing now? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. I just saw um, a report where I believe it was on K Fan or, or 
um, some type of person that's like on the radio um, just said they are talking to him and they said um, going forward, they don't see Riley being um, that, that uh, a tackle anymore in the league, that he's best suitable for the rest of his career, probably moving inside the guard to, um, for his best chances. So, um, But like I said, they, they could end up moving him to guard already and talk about that. Um, or like I said, I think after June 1st, they can cut him and save $8 million for cap this year. So um, that could help him as well. So we'll see what happens there. But a couple interesting rumors with the Beckham and, and especially the Trent Williams rumors have been confirmed. So um, that could be something that you could see him doing closer to draft day or on draft day one of the days. Well, I think, yeah, the- I think it all comes down. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think the, the problem is the, the cap situation over in Minnesota. They would have to find a way to pay these guys if they were able to get them. Now, they definitely have the ammo to try to get one or both of those guys because they have, in the first four rounds, they have six picks. So they have the ammo to, to try to do that. But the cap situation over there is, is troubling, and, and Andy alluded to that. I forget the uh, remark I was going to make about that. So, but uh, yeah, I think with the teams that are involved, that they were saying that uh, neither team that was really put water on it and tried to defuse that uh, that rumor with uh, Beckham. Um, you know, Minnesota was trying to be uh, more run oriented, and uh, that won't fly if uh, if uh, Beckham comes into town. So they're going to have to be more balanced. But you're right. The, the the diva problem uh, probably could be a problem also, and that's something to look into. But they sure made a lot of changes. Holy smokes! They moved a lot of roster people. Eddie, how old is Diggs? Um, I want to say he's 26, I okay. believe. Um, so he wasn't close to 30. All right. Rodney, what are your thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings here? Well, I'm hoping that Anthony Carter can come back. Um, I'm hoping that Chris Dolman <laughs> and Chris Dishman would be on the defensive side to help uh, Chad Greenway a little bit. Um, f- finally be able to move on from Herschel Walker. Finally able to recover from that is, a big, is important. Um, yeah. And I hopefully Kirk Cousins stays quarterback and can find um, Kevin King in the end zone again next year. <laughs> Fran Tarkington's still scrambling around in the backfield yet. He's still running around right. in circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, Mark, you mentioned it again shortly ago that they just made a lot of moves. And I'm concerned with the Vikings on the defensive side of the ball that they just lost too many big-time contributors. They do have a lot of ammo to try to pick some more guys up to contribute right away. But if you're talking about draft stock, that doesn't happen right away. So you could see the Vikings fall a little bit in the standings this year. You could see them stay close to what they were as well. So it's going to depend on who they can pick up here in the draft or make trades during draft day coming up here. Yeah, but, I mean, you got, you got Delvin yeah. Cook. You're going to have a, hopefully a healthy Adam Thielen in the mix. And I don't expect Green Bay to you know, never lead Detroit and win two games like last year and have, like, the most, well, less than what, a touchdown kind of victory like that they led the league like it was like seven to one or eight and one and those kind of ball games so i mean 
Minnesota is going to be competitive. Good coaching yep. there too. I think you look at an improved Detroit team and the bears will be right there as well. So I think if you're talking about a better division, you know, that's worrisome for, for everyone, but Minnesota Vikings, they lost a lot on the defensive side of the ball. So that's just what I'm concerned with, but uh, they have the potential to be right there again as well, obviously. Their kicker, Dan Bailey is just a shell of himself. Also, he is just plain average. I mean, he was really great back when he was down in Dallas, but uh, he's just an average kicker nowadays. I, I would disagree with that, Mark. I I would say last year he was top five in the league in kicking. He had 93% on his field goals. So um, I, I think he, he's actually he's a little better than you're giving credit for. But, All right. Um, That's fair. But I think, like I said, the special teams, I, um, as we mentioned earlier, um, it was big that they kept Colquitt just because pretty good punter and uh, he's holding for the field goals. And like I said, their special teams group was actually pretty good last year compared to, to recent last years. But um, I also just um, saw a report from Bleacher Report just now that says that they're prime, the Vikings are actually primed, and this is a rumor, primed to move back from 22 and 25 to draft a wide out and a cornerback. ESPN just threw that out there, I guess. So, again, all rumors going into draft week. You'll see a bunch of random rumors, but we'll see what happens. But um, some prospects that I like for him, especially on the defensive line, is um, I love Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Jordan Elliott, I think, is a stud from Missouri. And I, I do like later rounds. Um, a guy, Justin uh, Madubik um, from Texas A&M. And then there's another guy from TCU um, as well. That's uh, I can't remember his name, but Ross um, Blacklock. Yeah. So um, hopefully, I'm hoping they can grab one of those four guys for the defensive line as far as the D tackle goes. Uh, just because I'm not a huge fan of uh, Shamar Stefan that they have there right now, but um, but yeah, some holes to fill. But should be interesting to see what they do, especially at the draft year. All right, well, let's move into the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. Um, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give it to him, Andy. <laughs> um, they made some moves, obviously, as well. They were able to bring in linebacker Christian Kirksey, who was down in Cleveland prior he will be a key contributor this year. He had some injury plague seasons down in Cleveland, but when he played healthy, he was very good. He's a go-get-it kind of linebacker, which the Packers have been kind of missing uh, the last few years. They were also able to pick up former Wisconsin Badger and Detroit Lion Rick Wagner on the line there. That will give them some depth on the offensive line, which was much needed. And then wide receiver Devin Funches, who got injured I believe it was in the preseason for the Colts last year, but he had some pretty good seasons down in Carolina prior. They also were able to re-sign tight end Marcetus Lewis, uh, safety Will Redman, running back Tyler Irvin, who actually is going to be their punt returner and kick returner and was last year after they were able to bring him in. They also extended kicker Mason Crosby, who has been a model of consistency in the kicking game over the last decade. Um, they were also able to bring back Alan Lazard, Jake Kumro, those two wide receivers, Tyler Lancaster on the defensive side, uh, Channon Sullivan, who played a little bit at cornerback, and tight end Robert Tanyan. They also had some key losses here. Um, offensive lineman Brian Bulaga, 
who was a stud at tackle for them last year. Um, he had some injury plague seasons early on, but he was able to come back from them and play pretty darn well last year. Um, Jason Spriggs, a former second-round pick, he didn't pan out too well. He goes over to Chicago. Uh, wide receiver Ger- Geronimo Allison, he goes over to Detroit. Linebackers Kyler Fackrell and Blake Martinez. And Blake Martinez, he was a tackling machine um, for the Packers the last few years. They both go over to New York. Uh, B.J. Goodson goes to Cleveland. Uh, and then you have some unsigned guys. Ryan Grant, the wide receiver they picked up um, last year, didn't play a whole lot. Jared Valdir, um, I wouldn't mind seeing them bring him back. Hopefully they can do that. He's still unsigned. Tremont Williams is out there. Ibrahim Campbell. Um, and then they also lost Danny Vitale and Jimmy Graham, who goes to the Bears as well. Um, so they were – 13-3 and three last year, they lost in the NFC Championship game to the San Francisco 49ers, who beat them twice last year. Pretty darn good season, but uh, that's the expectation up here in Wisconsin. So, um, guys, what do you think about the offseason moves? I don't know if uh, losing Belag is a major loss, nor no, no, the, the kid that was backing him up. So, Belag is over 30, so... And I don't know about the Cleveland guy from Cleveland. I'm not too crazy about that either. Yeah, I agree with that, Bulaga. I, I, you know, he's over thirty now. You know, and he was—he's uh, got a lot of miles on him, so um, not a big deal there. Uh, yeah, Martinez. Uh, I believe that was a team record for tackles last year. Is that correct? It was down, downright close. And uh, you know, he was a tackling machine, and uh, someone's going to have to step up to take care of that. Um, grabbing Funches, you know, being six foot four. Uh, sounds all good. I've never been a Funches fan. <laughs> uh, getting Irwin back as a as a uh, punt and kick returner. Um, he showed that he was a lot better than what we had. We actually had absolutely nothing until he came along. So uh, Marcus Scanling, I think, is his job is going to be his job is going to be on the line this year. Um, well, the interesting thing you know, too, Mason. You mentioned Devin Funchess's height. You know, you look at Alan Lazard, very similar body type. Um, even Val- Valdez Scantling, very similar. So the Packers are kind of having that wide receiver that they all kind of look the same. So I think it'll be interesting to see going into camp who's going to make it out of it because I don't think you're going to see all those guys come out with similar body types and similar um, play. So that that'll be interesting to see. They need to get a burner on the wide receiver that can go deep, and that that'll open it up. And uh, that's something that they uh, that they fail to have right now. I agree with that, and that's something you could see come early in the draft too. You think so? You guys aren't big on Christian Kirksey um, too much, huh? No, he's, he's made of glass, just like Blogger. I am hopeful that he can stay healthy, and if he stays healthy, he's a down-the-hill linebacker. Go If you watch some tape on him, he just smells the blood and goes gets it. I really like that out of him. You're right. He he had some injury-plague seasons, as I mentioned in the beginning there, but if he can stay healthy, I think that can, that can be a good linebacker there. I will say that my concern the last few years is not having that second linebacker to go with Blake Martinez. So if they can have Christian Kirksey and add someone alongside him in that 3-4 defense – or if there's an injury to one of them, they could still have one pretty darn good linebacker. That would be ideal. 
as far as man, right now we have an un unproven tight end, you know. Um, as Jimmy Graham left, and that was that was fine and dandy. He could, he could go to Chicago and finish his career down there. But as for us, uh, we don't have much for tight end, or at least a proven tight end. Um, he was drafted last year. Who was that? Uh, help me out on the name on him. Jay Sternberger, and I'm very hopeful on him because they put him actually back at fullback a few times after he came off the pup list last year, and he looked pretty good. So I'm hopeful on him, but I think they do need to add someone else at that position as well. Yeah, it would be nice to have a blocking tight end. We need that. You know, so that's something that Jimmy Graham uh, is not good at. And maybe they plan on playing Marcedes Lewis a little more because he's a pretty good blocker. So maybe they'll you'll see him more in running situations. He's got lots of miles on him too. Yes, he does. All right. Well, I hear a lot of people are high on on Brandon Ayuk from uh, from Arizona State. I hear the Packers are actually looking at him. He's a burner. Um. We'll see if he's still there. Yeah, it's a wide receiver deep draft, so I don't know if they're going to go. I would love to see one in the first round, and, and the guys I would love to see, I would love to see a Justin Jefferson. Um, if he's still there. But I don't think he'll be there uh, when they pick, no. and I don't think they'll trade up to go get him. So you're looking at probably LaVisca Chenault, um, Brandon Ayuk. Some of those guys back there, the guy out of TCU, Jalen Rager, that's another burner. You could see some of those guys fall to him at 30. Um, so their picks as we're going into it are 30, 62, 94, 136, 175, 192, 208, 209, 236, and 242. So they're heavy at the back end there. Um, their needs are wide receiver, defensive lineman, linebacker, offensive line, tight end, cornerback running back and corner uh, quarterback as well. You could see, even see um, my prediction is they will trade back unless a linebacker like Patrick queen or Kenneth Murray fall to him or a receiver. They really love. You could also see a defensive lineman. I really like Ross Blaylock out of TCU. Um, here's a stat for you before I get your guys' opinion. The Packers have not drafted a tight end or wide receiver in the first round since 2000 and 2002 in 2000 they drafted Bubba Franks as a tight end in 2002 Javon Walker so not since that would be 18 years ago we haven't seen either one of those positions go in round one for the pack hmm. Bubba Franks hands of stone I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't heard that name in a long time yeah but the thing is that how many great receivers the Packers got outside of the first round? So, first round doesn't have any value, at least not to me. I mean, go since 2005. What's the second round picks look like? Right? Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Absolutely. Randall Cobb. Yeah. I mean, what's up? Devontae Adams? I mean, come on. Yep. So... No, absolutely. I don't think anyone's debating that against you. I just, I don't, I personally don't think they're going to take a wide receiver unless one falls to them like Justin Jefferson or or anyone like that. I just don't see it in the first round just because of things you just mentioned. Plus, it's a deep wide receiver draft, so I think that's going to steer them out of the wide receiver and really, uh, at 30. I, I personally think they trade back. You're going to – I don't know. There's so yeah, much that the Packers need right now. We'll see. 
Yeah, you get out of the first round, you don't have to pay that first round tender either. So that kind of helps that if you do go back. I think, and that's the other thing I think you could see too, if they could move back to maybe the early 40s in the second round and pick up either a, a fourth round. So then you could have two seconds and two fourths to really stockpile. I think that uh, that's what they'll look at doing. But if they really like someone, um, the one guy I just keep coming back to for some reason is Russ Blaylock out of, out of TCU as a defensive lineman. Kenny Clark is on a um, year where we'll need to be resigning him. So the cap space is going to be interesting to see how they do some of this stuff. But I think they're going to be looking at that early. Um, but the guys I would really love, I would love to see Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen as a linebacker lining up with Christian Kirksey or Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver that I really like. But you could also see a burner like Jalen Rager um, and other guys fall to him as well. Yeah, when you got the 30th pick, you got to sit back and just watch how players come off the board. So it's kind of a moving target and, and see what falls to you. And that's what happens when you have a, a late pick like that. Yeah, I don't see too many teams as recent trying to trade back up in the first because of that cap casualty of having that fifth-year option guaranteed, fully guaranteed now with the new CBA. So I think a lot of teams are going to have to, uh, in the first round or in the late first round, are going to be picking more often than, than trading back. But who knows, maybe you can find some teams willing to – to still trade up in that, but I don't think you'll see it as often this year. Yeah, that's a good point, Andy. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. I, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. You know, I did some research. I thought the Packers, when they had a late round, late first round pick, that they traded out more often than not. But I was mistaken. I think I only saw two or three times since 2000 that they were able to do that. So. Um, Maybe they do stick at 30 and pick the best player on their board, whoever that may be. They do have a lot of uh, positions that they could add some depth to and get some more production out of. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I remember they traded out when they could have drafted uh, They traded Watt. back. They still picked in the first round, though. No, they didn't. They picked uh, the first, no, first pick no, of the second round. They got Kevin King. Well, I thought it was the first round, yeah. No, I, I remember that day well because I was screaming for T.J. Watt. They could have really needed him, and uh, they didn't get him. He goes to Pittsburgh the next or second pick after they traded out, and then we got Kevin King in the in the second round as the first pick. I remember when they were up, I said they either got to take T.J. Watt or Delvin Cook, and and they ended up just moving back, and then they I was really surprised when they took King there, but. Um, obviously, back in the drafts at that point, they, they needed defensive back help, they thought so. But interesting how it played out. And you think about that a little bit, too. If they do stick there and get T.J. Watt, you don't see him pick up Preston Smith or Zadaria Smith either. So it's interesting how the chips fall after one move like that. But, uh, you know, the draft is coming up Thursday. We're still going to see some uh, good television. There's nothing else going on now, so I think it's great that they're still holding the draft, whether they do it by Zoom or some kind of uh, technology there. It'll be interesting to see what teams do what, and I know I'm for sure looking forward to it and uh, 
I'm really hoping that the the Packers do good here. Could have uh, another good season here with Aaron Rodgers at the helm and could get some more help for him. I think the order that we picked this year, or how we just did this here, I think that's going to be the final for the uh, for the division. I think the Packers should take the division. Minnesota could be close to a wild card. Uh, Chicago, I I don't see much coming out of Chicago and, uh, until they get that quarterback problem taken care of. In Detroit, they can only be better because they couldn't be much worse than what they were last year. Yeah, I think Minnesota's going to win the division next year. I think the Packers will win the division, but I think you're going to see the Detroit Lions make the biggest leap. And that's all dependent on Matthew Stafford staying healthy. But if he can stay healthy, they picked up some good talent on the defensive side of the ball. And they have some good weapons on the offensive side of the ball. So I think you'll see them make the biggest jump. In your mock draft, you, when are you taking Geronimo Allison next year? Well, you know, I was going to touch on that a little bit too. I, if I were the Packers, I would have tried to sign him. He was pretty cheap. Maybe he didn't want to come back, but that would have just added a little bit more depth to the wide receiver role for them. But, you know, he could he could be a, a third or fourth receiver down in Detroit, and that could be pretty good for them. Got it. All right. Well, I think uh, – we kind of cover thing there. We look forward to doing this hopefully again with you guys and seeing how the draft plays out. And I'll be looking forward to watching it on Thursday and hope you guys enjoy it as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good yep. talk. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yep, we'll be in contact uh, throughout the draft and then we'll do a recap here maybe in the next week or two after it. Um, cool. You can follow... You can follow LL Sports Network on Twitter, on Facebook, and then uh, me at Twitter. I'm at Lauren, L-O-R-A-N, Leach, L-E-E-C-H. So make sure to follow that. We'll have some great contact filling up. Got to thank uh, Rodney, Andy, Mark, and Chris for joining. I know we lost Chris pretty early there. Um, Rodney and Chris also have a podcast out there. It's great to listen to. They are the Bendix and, and Leach pod. Rodney, do you want to share some information about your podcast? Yeah, we're a potpourri of topics. We're not too fixed on any analytical conversation. It's just two friends talking about sports, life, and whatnot. We make the rules and apologize for nothing. <laughs> yep, so they're the Bendix and Leach Pod. I think you have a Facebook. Uh, do you have a Twitter as well? Yeah, Bendix, at Bendix and Leach Pod on Twitter. Perfect. Well, uh, thanks again, guys, for joining, and hope everyone enjoyed this. And give us your thoughts on the draft. You know, we always look forward to different opinions and seeing what people think. So uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. See ya. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to Episode 1 of the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. We were able to get a message from Chris about his bears, so here it is. This is one half of the Bendix and Leach podcast, the nature boy, Jubert Hebe Pulaski, coming to you straight out of Virginia Beach. Can I get a hell yeah? So here's my two cents on the Bears offseason. First and foremost, the tight end position, there's a big massive hole now that uh, they've signed Jimmy Graham and released Trey Burton. It seems that way anyway. Um, 
But I think the biggest talking point, as always, is the quarterback position. And while I am not a huge fan of Mr. Nick Foles, I will say this, and the pundits agree, the offense will be able to be run in its full capacity. They won't have to dummy down the playbook at all since Trubisky couldn't handle it. Uh, Foles will do that and will get the ball out of his hands. So with that being said, um, signing Robert Quinn in the offseason and, and Matt coming back, cutting Leonard Floyd, the defense looks a little bit different. I think things are looking up. I expect them to compete for the division title, as I do not believe the Packers and or the Vikings will win 10, 11, 12 games. I think it'll be a pretty close race in terms of the draft. I hear the Bears, uh, through my sources, are targeting this tight end that uh, played at Norfolk State. And he was a transfer from the Midwest as he came here on a minority scholarship. And uh, I believe that his last name is Pulaski. First name is Trey, Trey Pulaski. So look out for the Bears. Take him in the second round. You can catch more of me on Shore Stories and the Bennington Leeds podcast, all available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good day. I'm out.